Steve, so uh, you have fun at BJ's? Yeah, I did. I had a great time, and um, I really enjoyed my company, and I enjoyed uh, my libations. <laughs> Is li- in libations a word? I have no clue. I just laughed. I think libations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, Steve. I'm, I'm going to look it up right now because I'm like on dictionary.com or whatever it's called. Or because Your everything's li- a little bit slower for Steve right now. Libations. Libation. A drink poured out as an offering <laughs> to a deity. <laughs> Are you a deity? Because <laughs> I know you've gotten a couple poured out to you, bitch. They steadily work their way through free food and the occasional libation. So, yeah, I had a few libations as I watched Monday Night Football. Awesome. And uh, I rushed home safely, I might Late. add. Safely, I rushed home. Yeah. And uh, I've poured myself another libation. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, that's now, funny. Now Josh and I are meeting up for a podcast. And so, libating together. Let's libate. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that sounds fun. I actually have a problem with libation. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, that's that can be solved. Oh yeah, libation is not a problem that will happen perpetually for you, Josh. If you okay. if you take just one of these pills per day, your yeah, I will be fine. I, I, I don't even want to know what kind of pill you're offering. <laughs> so anyway, last Tuesday we got together with a few friends and libated together. And libated. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love when we sit in a circle and libate. <laughs> <laughs> there was that wheeze again. Now now would that be libating each other or with each other? <sighs> with each. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, this is going to be a fun podcast. All right. Taco Tuesday. It was so awesome. It was great. You know, the best part was, okay, so who showed up? It was you and I and then um, Brad. Our friends, uh, Chris and Mike. Chris and Mike. And then yes. uh, Zeke. Zeke. Zeke which I have to say, Zeke and I uh, had a conversation. Well, maybe I should call it Zeke Listen to Me. And I swear I talked his ear off because after about a couple hours of me just talking at him. He just got up and left. <laughs> well, no, he, he stops me in like mid sentence and he's like, okay, dude, I got to go. And I'm like, oh, crap, dude. Like, I talked his ear off. He's like done with me. But then I look back at it and I look, I, I mean, I called you. I talked to my wife about it and just, just said, like, that was so awesome for me. Right. It was yeah. it was the closest thing to what I need from a church that that I've ever gotten before. Yeah. It, so so Zeke, thank you, thank it, you for listening to me. It was really cool because we sat around and uh, we had some chips and we all got tacos and uh, we're sitting there with uh, our libations and um, you know it was kind of neat because we 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 kind of the way we were sitting we paired up. Yeah, you know, and and we weren't expecting Chris and Mike to be there. Quite frankly, I was thinking, you know, I knew Josh and I and Brad. You know, I knew Brad was going to be there because I told him to come, and he said he would. I wasn't sure if Zeke was going to be there. I thought he might, 
then Chris and Mike showed up. And anyway, I sat with Mike and talked with Mike. And Mike, Mike is a guy that that used to uh, that we used to know from from another church and our, our, the, good guy. the church. Great, yeah, guy. good guy, great guy. And and uh, but Mike, you don't, and I you don't need to know. You don't need to say where. You know, though. That's fine. No, 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 no. Anyway, so, so, but the deal is Mike is so different than I am. Like, like, yeah, he's, he's way better looking for one. (laughs) But Mike's not the type of guy that I would necessarily go, hey, Mike, let's go have lunch together. Yeah. But we met up at this deal and he came out, you know, and, and him and Chris didn't know they were coming out. We all met there together and I sit there talking to Mike and, and it was it was really neat because I got to know a little bit more about him, and I got to know um, he's so different than I am as far as what he expects from church and what he wants from church. And it was just real refreshing to hear him his perspective on on the church and and the church he attends. And and he was you know very honest and open and um, what he wants from the church and what he expects. And I I learned so much from him that you know we'll talk about it in future shows because there's so much that I need to write it out and think about it, but. Things like, you know, I mean, he's just different than me. You know, the way I view church is different than the way Mike views church. And what he loves about church is different than what I love about yeah. church. And that's the beauty of it. You know, and, so it was fun. Yeah, and it was great because there was no agenda. No, uh, hey, guys, uh, thanks for coming. You know, <laughs> yeah. no, no announcements at the end. King of the glass going, ting, 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 ting. Hey, okay, everybody, thanks for coming. Exactly. There, there was none of that. You know, and, it, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it was just us showing up. and. Being normal guys, you know, and, no, no and one's Brad in charge. And, Brad and Chris had never met to, you know, met, and there they sat talking for a long time. And Brad walked away from there. You know, he's a real close friend of mine. Brad walked away from there, going, "That was cool," you know. And Brad, yeah. you know, Brad and I have been friends for years, and it was neat to let him let him connect with a side of you know of my world. It was just fun. It was like worlds colliding. You know, yeah. all these worlds colliding and. And intersecting, and and it was very, as I've said, organic and dynamic, and just uh, it was it was awesome, you know. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning, the way I look at it. Exactly, and I just cannot wait for the next one. Yeah, yeah. I I leave that just wanting more. Yeah, and so we're gonna plan one first of January, you know, sometime yeah. after the new year, and uh, we'll get together. Um, but that kind of leads us to something, Josh. Let's talk real quick about about this whole personality deal. I mean, we're all so different, you know. Yeah. Everybody listening to us is different. You know what we expect from church, what we want from church, what we what we what you and I are different people. Um, and and you know the yes. personality test. We're different people. You're Josh, and I'm Steve. Purely by our sexuality. <laughs> I like women. I love women. I think they're wonderful. Especially yeah. my wife. She's the best. Now, Steve, on the other hand, likes the man junk, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he 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 like he likes a nice firm hug. He he likes to feel stubble on his face and elsewhere. Jeez. Go ahead. <laughs> Keep going. Steve, I love you. Um, <laughs> can you go back to, uh, like I was saying that we're both different people. <laughs> Keep going, buddy. <laughs> and, um, we both want, want different things. Uh, and we both like different things. We both envision different things about the church, but there's a lot of times that, that we've both been in situations where people try to take this whole personality profiling. Yes. And make it something more than what it is. 
I mean, we were talking about this today, and 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 kind of kind of. I was hoping you might share your story, you know, about about how that worked for you, like who you are. Like we might look at your personality right now and learn a little bit more about Joshy. Okay. Well, yeah. Tell, for, me, tell me about your personality and the testing you went through and kind of what you discovered about yourself. Blah, well, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. It all goes back to me saying, look, I want to go back into ministry. And I wanted to go back and be a youth pastor again. And I, I realized that, hey, I really have a heart for this. So the church right. that I actually attended, they they actually had a youth pastor. Their youth pastor left, whom... He's still to this day my my best friend. Uh huh. Um. So his job was open to become a youth pastor, and basically, I wanted in. I wanted back in the church so bad. I mean, I wanted to work with kids. It was going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking, hey, if someone has a heart for this, and you know they're going to pour their life into kids. It's a no-brainer, right? Mm-hmm. For youth ministry, it's like, hey, we want someone who's going to pour their life into kids. But what I learned is that's not necessarily the the total case. I I think they wanted that, right. but there's more. They they want you to work in an office environment like a mm-hmm. business, well mm-hmm. with everyone else. So now the church is a business. So okay. what I had to do was take this personality test that took me about three hours to complete. And that right there is a total bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? Three hours doing yes or no's. And, you know, it, uh, by it was, the end of it, you're just going A, C, oh, yeah, fuck, B. I don't, you're just like, I don't, I don't oh, even what? care anymore. Because it, it, was, it was freaking ridiculous. <laughs> I, the one that my wife and I joked about was, have you ever been constipated? <laughs> Hell yeah, I've been constipated, <laughs> you little bitch. Who cares? What does this have to do with you pointing kids to Christ? It was freaking effing stupid. Okay? So <laughs> it takes me three hours to complete this. And not only did they have me do this, who was the one person <clears throat> applying for the job, they had my wife do it. Three Ooh. hours for her to complete it and answer stupid effing questions like, have you ever been constipated? Mm-hmm. That it's gay. What does const- the- what does Can constipation I- have to do with Christ? Well, I'm maybe he Google was constipated. That. Do I'm it. I'm gonna Google that. Have I'll- you ever been constipated? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, n- that's not enough. Yeah. Which, by the way, they get a big packet of sheets of of describing me to a, you know to a T. That's Josh Steger, bitch. <laughs> okay. No. Um. Not only after my wife and I took, you know, three-hour-long tests, that's a total of six hours, and then right. uh, my wife and I had to go meet with a shrink. Okay. And all this was before I could get hired on huh. to be a pastor to point kids to Christ. Bottom line, that, that was my job, right? Point kids to Christ. Now, if the number was, or if my job was um, to grow the youth group to work well within an office. Yeah. Right. The, I don't know. The, the personality test might work, hmm. but pointing kids to Christ, what does that have to do with my personality? Hmm. I mean, maybe my personality, you know, my, and 
our personalities, you know, I'm get there's going to be kids that I cannot um, work well with because they don't right. like my personality. But you know, there's plenty of kids who loved my personality. You know, it's funny reading this this personality test because yeah. it really does get me. I I mean, I, I'm talking down to it. But it really is pretty good. It understands yeah. me, I think. I, I asked you earlier, I said, so there's always these little descriptions about personality testing. What, you know, does yours nail you? And it sounds like yours is right on, right? Yeah, like the, so, first, so read first, it, read it. the first sentence of the general characteristic. <laughs> you got that? <laughs> okay. All right. Josh wants to be liked by everyone. Ooh. Well, you got me, bitch. So, uh, and to be recognized for his willingness to help others in time of need. Well, you're right. You're right. And then I move on to, uh, Josh can get emotional about any subject in which he believes. Fuck yeah. Right. Um, moving on. Value, uh, value to the organization. Again, because this is just a job. Hmm. I mean, everything right. about this test that I took is all about an office situation, not about sharing Christ with anyone. Right. Verbalizes his feelings, thinks big. True. This is all true. Builds confidence in others. Well, I hope so. Creative in his way, in his, or sorry, creative in his approach to solving problems, innovative, self-starter. Gosh, I, I yeah, I hope so. But what the hell does this have to do with me sharing Christ with anyone? Hmm. Well, I, I think I think the whole deal about personality testing is to find out how you fit. You know what what are you going to what are you going to bring to the table and and um, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to do anything with about the way you share Christ. Okay, what's people. the table that I'm bringing? It to? What, well, to the staff. You know, probably. I'm so guessing. it is. So it is an an office. Um, how how do you feel with the team? Yeah, it's a work group. It, it, well, it's well. For example, if I know if I know what my spouse is, you know, it helps me understand that that okay, she's an introvert and I'm an extrovert. For example, um, so you know, when I say, "Hey, let's go to a party," you know, she that may not yeah. be something she really wants to do. I I understand. So, so therefore, you kind of got to understand right. where she's coming from. So, so, so I'm just you, talking so, about that. All right. Do you think Jesus, when he was picking Sorry. his uh, twelve disciples, did no, he, he picked them. Yeah, he picked them totally by personality profiles, and and <laughs> <laughs> he gave them all the Myers Briggs, and he okay. sat them down, and he said, "Here's the deal. I need uh, I need one INTJ, and I need one INFP. I need an ENFP and an ENFJ." He made sure everything these. was going to work out beforehand. Of course there was he did, no yeah. question. Yeah. No. Jesus Jesus designed his whole team around that each of them possessed each of the personalities because that's the most important thing in life is uh, your personality and uh the and fact that you're gelling with the person uh, you know next to you. Your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got to have one of each to really complete each other. It, you know, the, it is it's so it is ridiculous. Rather, it's so well, it ridiculous. Cuz why can't it, we disagree? Why can't we rub each other the well, no, wrong no, no, no. way and be well, under the same freaking roof? We can. We can. I think what's interesting is that most people 
Um, and most under, the most thing I understand about personality testing is that that uh, most spouses that marry are, are somewhat opposite of each other. You have an extrovert that marries an introvert. Yeah. Um, you have a, a person that's uh, a feeler that typically marries somebody that's a thinker. So we balance each other out. We balance our gifts and our strengths and our weaknesses um, to make you know a good team together. What's interesting is I think we do need to place around ourselves people that are opposite than us. But a lot of times pastors, you know, speaking of the church, have a hard time doing that. Well, because they they, want everyone to follow the dream. So they need someone who's going to buy into their thinking. Well, the most recent pastors I've worked with are what's called a type A personality, Uh which is, you know, highly driven. Uh, another word for them is workaholic, and you know. And another and, word for that is uh, unbiblical. <laughs> no, no. Hell yeah, I mean, dude! Are you kidding me? I mean, That's I mean, these scary of, to me. Well, these type of people. I mean, it's not. It's not to say that God hasn't designed them or created them because they have their place in God's kingdom. But, but one of the things I've found out about this and. And this is not speaking about a recent situation. This yeah. is speaking about, because I don't want anybody to be, mis, misinterpret this. I'm talking about a situation that happened years ago in my ministry where um, <clears throat> we were all administered the Myers-Briggs testing. And, and that, that uh, you know, you're probably familiar with it, but it, it basically has four letters. You know, it's INFP and ISTJ and all these different letters. And there's, I think there's 16 profile types. And so we were we were administered this test, and we went on a retreat, and we had a psychotherapist that came with us on this retreat, and my wife and I and all the wives. This, it was funny because you're right. Okay, we're going to get back to this whole deal about wives. But the wives had to come on the retreat, and they took the test too, Josh, just like you're speaking of. And yeah. we all sat down, and, and we all uh, – there was like eight staff members. So there's 16 of us, spouses and included, sitting in this room. Was The psychotherapist talked about all our giftedness. And how we all work together as a team. Now, what was interesting is I had a pastor that was type A driven. He was an INTJ, which is an introvert, uh, intuitive, thinker, judgment person. <laughs> I so, am an, so basically he sat in his office and thought about how everyone else was wrong. <laughs> right. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm an ENFP. Now, that's the exact opposite of an INTJ. Uh, and I'm an ENFP. Now, the lead pastor, the head pastor, the senior pastor is an INTJ. I'm an ENFP. And this guy, which was interesting, I was the only ENFP in the, in the staff. And the psychotherapist talked about how that most successful and leadership-type pastors um, are ENFPs. <laughs> They're the yeah, visionaries. And ha- how'd that work out for you? Steve? Um, well, basically what it did is, is, you know, the pastor looked at me and went, wait, wait, wait. And what was funny is the pastor then at that point, his whole deal was to try to put us all in these boxes and go, okay, this is your personality type. This is your personality type. Well, when it was revealed that he was an INTJ, he started wanting to try to fit himself over into my box. You know, he wanted, <laughs> uh, he wanted to get into my box because he wanted to be the, the leader, the pastor. And yet my personality type was the one that this psychotherapist said was more likely to be the leader. And it was quite interesting. I mean, as I look at mine, you know, here, here's what my profile says about me, Josh. It says that I am enthusiastic. I'm an idealist. I'm creative. I'm able to do almost anything that interests them. I have great people skills. I need to live life in accordance with my values. I'm excited by new ideas, but bored with the details of them. 
I'm open-minded and flexible with a broad range of interests and abilities. And it goes on and on and on and talks about my, my desires and my passions. And, and by and large, I am an ENFP. There's nothing I can do about it. That's who I am. That's who God made me. But you know what? What's frustrating to me is the way that people then put me into a box. Yeah. And put you into a box and put Ashley into a box yep. and say, um, you know, that because Ashley is this type of person or that you're this type of person or that I'm not this type of person, that we can't develop or change or, or be gifted in other areas of our life. And this goes to our wives, you know. I mean, what was very frustrating for me in ministry was to be put into a box and to have my wife put into a box. Yeah. And then us to be told, you know, here's how we fit. Yeah. You know, and and uh, I don't know if any of this is making six sense. Six. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Sense. Sense to anybody. But my point is, um, you know, I, I don't like the way that personality testing puts us into a box. Yeah. And creates these expectations because you're an ANFP. This is where you have to stay. Or you're an ISTJ. You're an introvert. You know, this is who you are. You know, our personality yep. doesn't totally define who we are, you know, and uh, I don't know. Anyway, but that was very frustrating to me at that church. And maybe that's how you experienced it. You know, at bottom line, it just makes me I, I, what I want to say is just that the church should not be run like a business. Bottom line, it is it is <laughs> our expression of worship to God and our community with others. I mean, how, it, it's not a business. It's not, we're not a effing company. Hmm. It drives me nuts. And you know, there are sales quotas, though, in the church. It's about how many people you can get there so you can fill more in the offering basket. But if this isn't your first time here, we don't expect you. Well, what about the second time? Am I, spark, am I supposed to start giving? When do you start giving? You know, probably when you feel guilted into it. When you feel like, you know what, I'm going to feel guilty if I don't put anything in now. Because this is what they expect. Hmm. So, I mean, the church is not a business. And all these churches that are running like that so they can grow. Because why do you need more people and more money? So you can grow. But that's what God wanted us to do. And that's why when I, after my church detox, start to look back and say, okay, it's time to go back. Time to go back to church. I'm going to be looking for the churches that say, you know, we're okay where we're at. We're okay. We don't we don't need to, you know, put on a huge production, you know, our 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 clown shoes and, you know, <laughs> we'll need to balance a ball on our nose to get people to see Christ. <laughs> Steve, I'm just done, man. I I've been saying that for weeks now. It's just like I'm so done with that. And the, it's so Free to be able to say this stuff and know that what's the worst thing that can happen to me, Steve, for what I say? People people discredit me and say, you know, Josh is a freaking moron. You know, great. But what I've said to you, and I, I think I've said on the podcast, is, you know, bottom line, I can say the gayest, dumbest stuff in the world. The stuff, Maybe it's not even true. Maybe I'm way off my rocker. The bottom right. line, 
bottom line, when people put me in a box, I'll just say, well, do you still love me? Hmm. Are are you still there for me? And if they say no, point, point, my point has been made. It's like, well, you can't stop. And don't fix me. Do you still love me? Are you there for me? Who the fuck has called me in the past four weeks from church? Nobody. Hmm. It's, it's, oh, but Josh, you were going through a church detox, and maybe I shouldn't. You know, I did get one email from one guy from the past church, and it was a little more business, though, than personal, because they're trying to get something from me. But it Hmm. still meant something to get that email. But still, it's like, who's reaching out? And that's, I don't know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to hijack the whole show if I keep going. I'm just I'm just taking a nap, bro. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I I over the last couple of weeks we've talked to you know, we've talked off offline and and um and obviously cuz we talk all the time. But I just look at this whole stupid church people. I look at what we're doing. I think about the blogs, I think about the podcast and you know, we've talked about tonight this personality testing, and, and a lot of it has to do with, with the church or us as the church in the past of trying to make people conform. You know, last week we talked about the whole concept of fixing people. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, that we have to get to a place where we allow people, you know, to do what you're doing, you know, to do what I'm doing, um, to do to do what others are doing on this blog world and the podcast and everything. You know, it's like our buddy Mike said last week as I sat with him. I asked him, I said, so what do you think about Josh and I not being a part of the church right now? And he's a part of the church, and he's there every Sunday setting up and tearing and, down yeah, and being a part serving. and serving. And I said, so what do you think? And, and man, he just nailed it, Josh. He said, you don't think you're right. And I don't think you're wrong. I think you're doing what God has led you to do. Ugh. You know, and, and at that point, it's just like, that's it. You know, that is what the church and being the church is all about. Allowing people to be, you know, allowing people to be in Christ. But maybe Not that's to, what it is. It's just allowing people to be. <laughs> That's yeah. it, you know, just allowing us to be. Let and it, listening, let be. <laughs> listening, hearing them out, caring for them. You know, I have a very good friend, and tonight we were talking, and it doesn't mean that, that uh, she can't offer me advice or give me her opinion about my current situation or my life. I mean, everybody earns the right as a friend to give you their input. Yeah. You know? However, what it doesn't what it doesn't mean is that there's judgment in that. It's an ability to be able just to say what's on your heart, like like Mike did. I don't think you're right, and I don't think you're wrong, but I don't have judgment in that statement. Yeah, my judgment is that I'm here with you, and I believe in you, and I expect you know God's best for you, and that's what I hope 
for you in your life. And so, yeah. so um, you know, and that's how I felt for you for so many months. And this is going to turn into now a, I love you, Josh, man. I love <laughs> you, man. Yeah, I love you after, after a few vodka and whatever. <laughs> exactly. And that's true, though. I mean, I want for you the best. You know, it's like when I read your post right now, I see you becoming who God has wanted you to become over these past few months. I see you actually fulfilling a part of your destiny, and and uh, and uh, there's a freedom there. Yeah. You know, and that's so exciting for me as your friend. You know that you're not confined to this whole system anymore, and that that you can just find freedom there. Yeah. And 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 there's a lot of people out there I want that for. You know, most of them work for a church. Most of them are my friends, and I just want them to cut the cord and be free. Um, but the, you know, they're, they're where they are and they're where God has them. And I don't think they're right. And I don't think they're wrong. I just think they are. And God's going to find them in that place. And so anyway, whether they're ENFPs or INTJs or ESPN or whatever they are, <laughs> <laughs> they, they are, they are God's creation and God's going to use them. And, yeah, uh, you know, and, and he's going to use us. And, and I'm excited about the future here at Stupid Church People because you're going through your church detox. And, mm-hmm. um, and how's that going for you as we cl- kind of wrap things up? So what's the next step for you? Um, what, what you, you know, I haven't, I haven't gone to step three yet. Right now I am um, at step two, which is knowing that there basically is a God <laughs> that can pull me <laughs> that can pull me out of the insanity that yeah. is the church right now because i mean it, church detox step 2 is that i came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to my sanity mm-hmm. which um the church has made me insane a little a little weird a little uh, already I, you know, when I'm sleeping, I got dreams of waking up like I'm going to right. church. And then I wake up, and I'm like, whoa, I'm not going to church today. Like, it's right. weird. Like, I'm I'm, I'm insane. I'm sick. And I keep referring to myself as sick. And I, I, I truly believe it. That, you know, and you, well, you ask, how is that working out for me? Honestly, I've, I, I've never been better. Like, mm. it, it is so wild for me able to walk from this and see life without it. So far, I love it. Right. Um, I'm scared of, you know, a couple uh, steps that are coming my way because yeah. they, they'll, they're they going to take a little, probably a little more time for me. But, because yeah. uh, the first two have been easy, you know, realizing that I have a problem. Fuck yeah, I have a problem. Yeah. You know, and then seeing, say, you know, that, there, there's a, a power greater than myself. Oh, yeah, I believe that, and I hold on to that, and I, I crave that. So now some of the stuff where I start dealing with maybe my insides and kind of how I feel, because I, I, I have a lot of bitterness. I know I have a lot of bitterness towards the church, towards a couple people. Um, I mean, we were talking about personality tests, and then I brought in my wife. On right. how, you know, they had my wife take personality personality test, and that that blew me away. Why would you have my wife take a personality test? I'm gonna be the youth pastor. Who cares? <laughs> right, you know? right. 
And that's what scares me. There, there's a lot of churches who view youth pastors, and any pastor, I should say, as a two-for-one deal. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And because I'm, I have this heart for ministry, oh, so does my wife. Because I wouldn't marry someone who wouldn't necessarily wouldn't want to be in the ministry, right? You know, that's yeah, exactly. ridiculous. So it, it just need to see those expectations up front. And then on the back end, I can look back and say, well, so they put my wife through the grinder as well. And I look back at the history, my our history at the church, and right. how many times did any woman or any, I'll even go this far, any person from the church call my wife hmm. or hang out with my wife or reach out to my wife? Right. Absolutely no one. Now they would talk to me, but again, I'm I'm paid staff, right? And and that hurts me, dude. It, 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 when my my wife actually stopped going to church way before me, and people would say, "Well, where's your wife?" And I would right. flat out tell them and say, "Well, she, no one reached out to her. What do you expect? Hmm. It's not my job." What, to keep my wife little, in line? But there's a little <laughs> bit of expectation that your wife would be one of the ones reaching out to others, you know? Okay, I mean, but I, my wife is an introvert. But I, my point, what I'm saying is, there, there's, and I'm not saying it's right. Yeah. What I'm saying is that when they hired you, the church tends to think <laughs> that it's getting a two-for-one deal. Yeah. That it's getting two pastors for the price of one, you that they assume that they're hiring this one minister and that his wife is interested in the same thing, passionate about the same thing, yeah. desiring to be the same type of person, which in, in, in your case and in my case to a great deal is that when we were hired as staff members, you know, my wife was interested in being you know, she was just an introvert. She was um, not necessarily raised in the church. She came from a different background, uh, blah, 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 whatever you want to say. But for her, she wasn't necessarily a leader, you know. And I think there's this whole concept that, you know, the pastor's wife's going to step in and they're going to be leaders and they're going to coordinate exactly. things. And, and that your wife as a youth pastor's wife is going to lead a small group of girls and she's going to be this mentor to the girls and she's going to be super super girl <laughs> leader that the girl is gonna, that, the, that the girls can all look up to and follow and dress like and well, talk and like. Well, and it's so ridiculous like because I wrong. guarantee you it's what wrong. is said is that, well, my wife wasn't very um, influential or... Well, your wife what, failed. Yeah, that she <laughs> just wasn't a good leader. You know, which I just say, F you all, because my, my wife was an amazing leader. She was an amazing youth, youth worker. Why? Because she freaking supported me. She, she came to church every day, not with me. Well, the best she thing She left about... <laughs> without me, you know, and she supported me while I was gone doing all these things. And, you know, I came home. How were, was things? This is great. You know, she, she, she kept pouring life into me. Well, that's the thing, about, the thing about pastor's wives that needs to be seen 
is the life that they lead behind the scenes. Oh, you know, gosh. And, and the best ministry that a pastor's wife can be is uh, a minister to the pastor. You know, and, yes. and I think pastors' wives are expected to also lead small groups, or be involved in the women's ministry, or be involved in the the widows' ministry, yep. or be involved in what a good some the, type the, of ministry, something the yes. blood drive or the children's ministry, whatever. But the bottom line is, you know, the calling of the pastor's wife truly is to a be her own person. Be who God has designed her to be. Have her, have her own calling for her life outside of her husband. Have her own identity. And if that means raising her family or having a career or whatever she feels passionate about, that's A, number one, her priority. Number two, her priority is to support her husband's ministry. And I really think that we need to revisit this whole concept of pastor's wives. Pastors' wives are not there to be uh, a two-for-one deal for the church. They're there to be just like my job right now, you know, or your job right now. Your wife's not working at your job. Exactly. I mean, it's not like they it's not like they hired two-for-one and got another sales girl. Exactly. You know, she's not she's not running out selling copiers and printers and toner. Yeah, which by know? the way, if anyone needs a copier printer, give me a call. Call one eight hundred. No. Yeah, I'll take care of you. <laughs> Contact Josh at stupidchurchpeople.com and he'll he'll get you set up. Yeah. But the but the, the deal is, you know, it's not that way. Damn yeah. it. Would you listen? I mean you know, Ashley, I mean we're using her name and and that's cool. But <laughs> Ashley is her think. own person. She's she's got her own career, she's got her own passion, she's got her own loves, and, and she is one of the most dynamic and coolest chicks I've ever met in my life. And I'm not getting too crazy on her because I know she's your wife and all. But I'm just saying that <laughs> that that she is unique and cool and stands on her own outside of who you are exactly and and, and you know what that's the, what the she scary thing is and love and i i love her for that and the scary and the sick thing is is that she sees how the church has treated me oh uh, yeah. yeah yeah you know yeah. and I'm if so she's sorry. on if yeah. she's on that supportive side and she even saw how the church didn't reach out to her you know and, yeah. and, and the effed up thing about this is i've mentioned this Exactly to leadership in the church, saying, "Look, no one's reached out to my wife." Listen, they don't get it, Josh. It's and okay. you know, it was told to me. Well, she she's pretty quiet. Well, fuck it's like, them. Exactly. It's like <laughs> how how dare you say that? <laughs> call your wife right now and have them call my wife. Well, like, what the? Know. How do you not get that? My wife is quiet. That that it's it's her fault. How yeah. dare you? Yeah. Help you fucking roast, freaking roast in hell, bitch. So Steve's a little worried that uh, uh, he said things that he shouldn't have said, and that we. Well, I just don't remember any. 
<laughs> okay, I don't know if you want to discredit yourself too much there, buddy. Well, I'm just saying that I, I just talked, and I talked from my heart. Yes. Sometimes, if I am of sound mind and body, <laughs> I um I remember what I said. Uh-huh. But, uh, but see, we having, need to just own having, it. Having been to um, the bar. <laughs> <laughs> the bar. The bar. I'm not sure if I recall it all, but you're right. I need to own it, and I and I sat down and and open mic'd it and said record it, and there we go. So, uh, you know, there you go. If I don't think I said, I don't think I called for the assassination of anybody. I don't think I not said that uh, we should, uh, you know, uh, hurt anyone, or I, I don't think we said anything wrong. I just make sure I want to, you know, I just want to come across. Uh, correctly, and I, you know that gets into the whole ego thing, though. Yeah, that gets into me being a little bit more concerned about how I come across, and I'm sick and tired of that part of my personality. The ENFP. We talked about personality types. The ENFP wants to be liked. Yeah. The ENFP wants people to like who he is. Well, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You hate me. No, I you know I love you. Yeah. Um, See, if if we were face to face right now, I, I I would question kissing you right now. <laughs> I'm serious. Open mouth. What? Why is that? Why is J- that? Just to show the I'm, love. Because I'm sexy. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> oh man, jeez. Well, we've got we've got nothing coming up lately. Uh, Christmas is coming up. Uh, you and I are just going to keep blogging and podcasting yep. and spreading the love. And detoxing. And detoxing. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. If you guys want to email us, email us I'm at done. stupid. I'm done. Josh. Stupid. I, I, you just wrap it up because <laughs> I'm going to go make another drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stupid at stupidchurchpeople.com. That sums it up, stupid. <laughs> Steve, have you ever thought about uh, what th- thinking before you talk? <laughs>